The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 142 of the PWT Cast. My name is Scrump, and this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, we normally bring this to you every Monday right here on this very feed uh, for free. Uh, today's coming to you Tuesday, and uh, we missed last week. But you know what? You had 141 consecutive ones, including sometimes multiple bonus ones in a week. So um, it's okay. It's a little bit of time off. Uh, if you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter, as well as uh, if you want to support monetarily, uh, head over to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Uh, the last episode that we had dropped was uh, of uh, Scrum and Sang's family video was a review of Sorry to Bother You. Um Starring Lakeith Stanfield, Tessa Thompson, really fucking trippy movie. Trevor and I talked about that. Uh, this week I'll be dropping two, since again, missed last week. Uh, I'll be talking about Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, fucking amazing film, if you haven't seen it. I That is one of those movies that I force people to watch when they haven't seen it. Uh, as well as uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, so again, uh, sign up for as low as five bucks. Patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Uh, today, of course, I'm joined by one of my compatriots who uh, is a, somewhat of a podcaster himself, as uh, the, the Willem Dafoe meme goes, you know, I'm somewhat of a podcaster myself. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Zaha. Jeremy, uh, how was your Taco Bell? Is this year drinking out of a Taco Bell cup? Oh, man, that's going to be the 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 our overarching story of this podcast. I just had Taco Bell. So uh, this podcast, what I'll be participating in is the length for it to process through my digestive system. And out my ass. So I'll do that. I'll leave the room for that part. But that's that's as long as this podcast is going to go. So everyone listening, buckle up. <laughs> this will be a wild ride. What did you What did you get from Taco Bell? Oh, what didn't I get? Um, I got the the nacho fry box, which comes with the not. That's Taco Bell. The only place where the fries is the main part of the, the meal. main course. Um, but it comes with uh. Uh, burrito and a taco. Okay. Um, and I also got um, some other taco. Doritos Locos. Doritos Locos taco that's like inside a soft shell taco too. I wasn't aware of it. I'm, I'm a fan of the Dorito Locos tacos. Yeah. I, I very much love Doritos. Um, I actually came, ac- I came across a TikTok that was like uh, people showing you how they cook things at Taco Bell. And I think I think it should be said for for that and for all fast food, th- don't look at that stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's some items that they show where I'm just like, well, it's okay. I wasn't ever going to get the egg breakfast, yeah, the whatever fucking thing from Taco Bell, as yeah, that's just not a thing, you know. But sometimes there's some items where I'm like, oh, like apparently their steak. Don't pay for their steak. Really? Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like, it's it's not it's. it's don't pay for their steak. The regular ground beef that it comes with is fine. Or the chicken. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm the type of person I could watch those things and be disgusted for five minutes. And then the memories of how good it tastes just overarch it. And it's like, ah, that's fine. I remember in high school, like in our health classes, they would they would show us um, supersize me. Which, of course, for you guys unfamiliar, Super Size Me, it's a documentary about what happens if you eat McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for like a month straight. Yes. Like yes. the health effect, the health effects that it has on you and things like that. Um, which one I hated because 
uh, all it ever did was just make me hungry. Mm-hmm. It never. I never sat there going, "Wow, those are the effects." Because I'm not someone who is going to eat McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Listen, don't get me wrong. There's been times where I have fast food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Sure, oh Because yeah. I'm a fucking monster and I don't care about myself. Um, but also, there's been times where, it, you know, like it's it's just all it did was just make me more hungry i'm just like oh you know what a big mac does sound fucking delicious right now because <laughs> uh, that was the thing like when, when we were younger like you could get the super size yeah. size you know well they still have it they just don't call it that anymore because people got weird about it you just get like a large is not a super size basically which is the the, the most annoying thing as far as like american size go like for any of like our foreign listeners um I'm sure they have normal fucking sizes of things. I hate going to the movies. And again, I used to work at the movies. I worked at the movies for about two, three years. Um, and one of the things that I hated the most was people coming up and making comments about the sizes. Because they're like, can I get a small? And a small anything at a movie theater is not going to be small. Yeah. It's the little bucket is what it is. Yes. You know? And people would like, oh my God, those two. And, you know, they would always fucking complain about how much it was and why isn't there a smaller size. See, normally what I would do is I would get a kid's meal because a kid's meal would be like a small fucking standardized. Like, I don't mm-hmm. need I don't need that much pop. No. I'm going to have to go pee. Yes. You know, and then like a small popcorn and then usually some fruit snacks. So that 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 used to be like my go-to um, when I would go to the movies. But now, like when I go, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I don't have to get up and pee. Like the next movie I anticipate seeing in theaters is Doctor Strange, and it's I think they said it's about like two two and a half hours, so, so your standard it's your standard Marvel fucking movie length. Yeah. And I'm at the point where I'm just like fuck. Like the last two movies that I went to go see were uh, Scream and Batman, and both of them I was fighting for my life. Or no, uh, Batman and Spider Man. Okay. And oh my god, like and I've, I've I believe I talked about it on here where. Like an hour into Spider Man, I'm like, ooh, Daddy's got to pee, but I'm like, it's okay, it's fine. But and Mark, because Mark was gracious enough to to buy me my my food. I think I bought the tickets, and he was like, oh, I'll pay for the food, and I'm like, all right. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, oh fuck, I gotta pee. And probably, and I and I'm holding it in again, like I am fighting for my life. And it's like it's the ending. I can tell that they're wrapping things up. Peter walks into that donut shop. And I, it it was like watching one of those like flash movies because I was running so, I ran so fast. I moved (laughs) so fast. Everything around me just slowed down. Like I was just that, and I'm without being hyperbolic. Yeah. That was literally the fastest I had ever fucking moved. I ever ran. And because it was the theater that I used to work at, mm-hmm. um, I knew there was a bathroom on the second floor. And if that bathroom was full, I was just going to open the janitor's closet next to it and piss in there because there is like a, a for like a, where the slop sink oh, is. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, that, that was fully my plan. Either that or I would have grabbed the garbage can and pissed in there because yeah. I, I wouldn't have been able to hold it in. Thankfully, it didn't, it didn't come to that. Um, but I forget, how did we get on the subject of? Uh, we, I think we were just talking about. I don't know. But to go off that, I am now at the age where I know when I go to see a movie, I'm going to the bathroom before it starts. Yeah, no, like, before I I have to try. Like I'm a, a five year old again. It's like, and then usually I can. And that the recent movies, I've gotten a large soda, 
and just going right before has been key to me being fine the rest of the time. The friend I went to the Batman with, Batman famously, long movie. Yeah. Um, I was fine the entire time because I went right before. He, same issue as you. He's like halfway through, he's like, this is going to be rough. But you didn't want to miss it because it was good. Um, but yeah, so all everyone out there, Berto, I, I, I encourage you yeah, I'm at, to I'm at, try. No, I mean, trust me, I'm <laughs> at the point now where like when, when like Veronica and I would go, she would like, you go to the bathroom. And I'm just like, yeah, you're right. Yep. I should. It's like, especially during the trailers because, yeah. um, like, I love the trailers, but they're not really putting out a lot now. And most of the, anything I've wanted to see a trailer for, I will have already seen the yeah. trailer. Like, I find myself like, like with that because, again, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm used to just, I've already seen it. Yeah. Um. Which very quickly, and we'll get talking more back into like movies and trailers and stuff because there is, um, you know, there there are some pretty good ones that that dropped this week. Um, it, it, at the mention of having seen something, having the foresight to have seen something, it's been two weeks since we put out an episode, and the last episode that I put up was titled AEW versus New Japan Pro Wrestling with a with a fun little cover art of uh you know Okada or not Okada um Kenny versus Kota because uh, you know it's always been like that's the as as Braden Harrington of the Up Next podcast says you know that's the end game that's that's you know the ultimate dream match yeah i had no knowledge of this like i had some yeah. people reach out and were like okay and again yeah like Jeremy and i we are in a circle yeah, we know things that most people don't. By again, by virtue of our jobs, and that you know, there are some things that we have to be in the know about, mm-hmm. so that you know, uh, like we just don't get fucked with two thousand stickers that you have to print because nobody told you anything. Yes, not that that's ever happened. Uh, it's twenty <laughs> twenty like twenty two hundred to be exact, but whatever, it's fine. Um, yeah, I had no knowledge of this, and then it was one of those things where it came out. <laughs> Like the news came out, and I was just like, "Oh!" I was like, "I hope that, like, I hope that someone at AEW isn't just like, what the? F- why are you running your stupid fucking mouth?" And I would just be like, <laughs> "I like that's not what it was. Yeah. I was just fantasy booking, my, you know, I fantasy booked myself into a corner. Yes, essentially what it was. Um, but yeah, exciting fucking news. Like, yeah, I'm. I mean, you know, it's." It's fucking happening. Yeah. To to go off that, um, I actually, um, I knew nothing about it. Um, and then my uncle, wrestling fan, he called me while I was watching Dynamite. So I paused Dynamite. I was like, oh, I'm going to talk to my uncle. I'm a respectful nephew. And he's like, so is this real? Is this New Japan AEW Super Show real? I was like, I don't know. I, there's a huge announcement tonight on Dynamite. If it's that, uh, wait how how did you pause Dynamite as you're watching? <laughs> I have uh, what's it called? Uh, boop boop. Um, on R two D two like uh, like DVR. Oh okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. TiVo or whatever you want to call it. Um, I paused and I talked to him for like literally two minutes. And I'm like I don't know. I'll let you know if I know anything. But I just just watch the show. And literally I unpause it. And that's when Tony Khan walks out. <laughs> so literally, as we were having the conversation, they announced it. And I texted him. I was like, hey, uh, it is real. They announced it while you were asking me if it was real. Like, you should have just watched the show. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, uh, uh, no, they announced it. It's uh, it's happening on my birthday. <laughs> you know, I'll be I'll be celebrating the the you know the last year of my twenties. Uh, I will be ushering in the last year of my twenties at the United Center, um, watching some New Japan wrestling. At least I assume. I I I assume that uh, that there is a ticket somewhere with my name on it. Yeah. That that you know that has been purchased because again we don't receive free tickets. <laughs> You know, I would yeah. I would tweet it at someone, but they don't have their Twitter anymore. No. Um, no, sorry, I had to be a little ghoul there. Uh, but no, it's like it's fucking awesome because of course, like it was something Ring of Honor used to do when they would do like their War of the World show. Mm-hmm. Um, there was it was typically like uh, I believe it was always like Philly, Toronto, Chicago, um, yeah. probably New York as well. Yeah. They would do like, did you ever go to any of those shows? Oh yeah, uh, I went to at least one in Chicago. Um, that's the first, the only place I've ever met Yano, who's really? one, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But yeah, no, yeah. But it, with Ring of Honor, those were very much Ring of Honor shows with like five New Japan wrestlers on it. I feel like this is going to be way different. This is going to be, I'm interested to see how, how this is going to work out as compared to like the, um, super show MS Square Garden, uh, WrestleMania weekend. Uh, in 2019, which it was New Japan Ring of Honor, but they did not meet at all. Like it was no. a New Japan match or a Ring of Honor match. So I'm interested to see like this. I've uh, what I heard through the internet again. I, no one, Tony Khan doesn't talk to me about booking decisions. It seems like this is going to be more of a AEW versus New Japan, much like the aforementioned podcast I put yes. out last week. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, no, and that's what's interesting about it because I know like some people which. First, first off, like the um, the discourse online of like, how is this going to attract the casual fan? There is no casual fan of wrestling. I talk about this all the time with wrestling and with like comic book movies, because people are always like, "Well, I have to have watched the fucking the the, the Disney Plus shows and the other twenty fucking four movies." Like, yeah, you have you have to have watched them or have some idea of them. And guess what? Maybe, and if not, then maybe you watch this movie and you go, huh, you know, this was pretty, this was pretty good. I think I want to go back and, and, and watch them. Cause I know plenty of people, literally that happened with Veronica. She watched Infinity War and Endgame and then, you know, subsequently has gone back and watched everything, which again, sometimes people do that. Sometimes, you know, they don't, but the same thing with wrestling where like, if, if someone is buying a ticket to go to a uh, AEW versus New Japan show, mm-hmm. guess what? This isn't this. This is someone who who knows what they like. Yeah, nobody casually purchases a, a or yeah. casually orders a wrestling pay per view. No, you just don't. Yeah, the, I mean, I think there are casual fans, but those casual fans watch clips on Twitter and that's it. Yeah, like that's all they do. They're never going to spend money on it. I mean, maybe in the future, someone. That is a like a diehard will like invite them and like oh, I kind of know what that is and they'll come with and maybe they'll become a diehard, but like you're never gonna get just a casual fan on his own or her own. Yeah, very very sparsely is there like you know what I I used to watch back when The Rock and Stone Cold were there, um, but this Yano I think I'm gonna watch this Yano match. <laughs> you know, like that just it just doesn't work that yeah. way. There is also there's always a possibility, like you mentioned, of introducing people to wrestling. Yes. You know, if, if someone is a lapsed wrestling fan, you can go, oh, she, you haven't watched in a while. 
well, there's this guy named Shingo Takagi, and he fucking wrestles this little British boy named Will Ospreay, and they just fucking (laughs) destroy each other for about 28 minutes. Let me show you this, you know? Or, you know, or you're familiar with AEW, so you know who Kenny is. Well, he he had a series of matches with this man named Okada. Fucking broke the five-star rating scale. Like, let me show you. You know, and again, odds are they, they either watch it and they're like, oh, fuck yeah, I love this. Or they, this is not their thing, mm-hmm. and that's totally fine. But like again, the discourse of like the casual wrestling fan, this does not appeal to them. Yes, uh, fucking Roman Reigns for twenty sixty nine on Twitter will not care about this. Yeah, and like, good. Who cares? Well, no, I think that person on Twitter will care too much about it. That's the bigger issue. Like mm-hmm. when someone is not interested in something, they need to know everything about it just so they can shit on it. It's like you're wasting your time <laughs> like you're you're not excited about this it's okay if you're not excited about this but there's other stuff to watch yeah the, I, again that's the thing with me where like i um any of my wwe knowledge comes via john pollock and and waiting uh, over at, at post wrestling like i will i will listen to them i i will pay them monthly via patreon uh you know for their services because they put out a lot of fucking great content but on top of that it's like they have to sit through five hours of WWE television, yeah. non-pay-per-view weekends excluded, you know? And I would never. The last time I watched a full episode of WWE television was the night that Finn Balor was drafted to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Very shortly, you know, <laughs> years ago. Like, yeah. that was the last time I watched, like, a full episode. Um, and it's just not my thing. Yeah. I know plenty of people out here or p- plenty of people that even that are listening, that is their thing. Like, it's just, it's not my thing anymore. Like to me, AEW is a better product. Yeah. Um, and it has its flaws, much like any TV show. But to, to me, it's like, this is what I want to be watching. Cause even before that it was, I would, there would be times where I remember at, at the start of the, the, the long lived Wednesday night war <laughs> where I would, I would like depending what because we have the the big television in the back at you know at work at the warehouse at the shop and um, it would either be a depending on the card that week it was either AEW or NXT that was on and whatever you know if they were watching NXT I would have AEW on my phone or vice versa mm-hmm. and again that was because I enjoyed both products like what they were delivering now NXT point two point is just. <sighs> an abysmal shell of what it used to be and some people fucking love it no not this guy no i just i don't and and it's different people love it and i'm happy for them by all means yeah but uh with this show in particular like what what are some matches that you're hoping happen oh boy so the big one so if you could if i can book it i'm booking the show uncle tony shows up to the warehouse and says jeremy you're doing a great job in the warehouse i chrissy says nothing but the best uh i'm loving it i I, i'm loving what i'm hearing uh as a reward (laughs) as a reward you can book what you can book whatever you know whatever four matches you want four matches four top four four matches on the card you get to book who okay? So number one is Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. Okay, I I can't imagine a better match. But which Brian Dan, which uh, Zack Saber Jr. famously for the last I believe it was like five six years, yeah. won the Wrestling Observer yeah. Brian, Brian Danielson Award. There was a, 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 a an award for the best technician named after Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, uh, which I believe this year is the first year in like 
it's since it's, it's, no, yeah, she's never won it. Yeah, since its inception, that he's yeah. won it because prior to that it was Zack Sabre Jr. that just won, every, won every year, year every year. Um, so that's a match definitely want to see. Um, another one. Uh, I keep going back and forth, but I think I want to see Yano versus Danhausen. <laughs> um, I think that would be absolutely amazing. Um, I mean. I mean, everyone wants to see Punk Okada. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just... Like, it's something that you never thought you'd ever see. Um, And then, I mean, if Kenny can come back, Kenny and Ibushi. Yeah. Again, it's it's one of those situations where, like, I at least I pretty much feel any way that they go, like, it's, yeah. ve- it's very, very hard to fuck, like, to fuck this card yeah. up. Because again, if well, the, I mean, if they do like Punk versus Chase Owens, I'd be like, "Come on, guys!" <laughs> no yeah. offense to Chase Owens, but no, yeah. Come on. But that's the thing with Tony is you know that's not what he's gonna do. Yeah. You know, this this is the same person who's just like, "Y'all motherfuckers want to see uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Samoa Joe yeah. on last minute? Yep. Cool, let's fucking do that." Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, so again, like one of the things, and I had to be careful when sort of like again, I was because I was talking about this with my buddy Braden, Braden Harrington of the Up Next uh, podcast, which I just I uh, did a review of Power of Turbo, a Power Rangers movie with them over on their Patreon. If you guys want to go give that a listen to, uh, a pretty fun interview that I did with them. But um, he was like, "Holy shit!" Like you knew, and I'm like, "I I absolutely did not know." No, you know had no prior knowledge of it and that that's a shoot it was not aware uh and he was like do you know do you know the card too and i was just like yeah and i started making up matches <laughs> you know, just to be an asshole um but no i mean like if okay if it was up to me i think again if if they are both healthy because you have to consider that too is that these are two gentlemen that currently right now are are out of commission because of injuries but of course mm-hmm. kenny versus coda like yeah. i don't think anything anything can talk because I, I i don't believe we'll be seeing any sort of um like champion v champion matches uh yeah probably not because then one champion has to lose exactly and i i think with just <laughs> i think there's a possibility of um, cause again, uh, no, so Kenny Ken versus Kota, obviously, but another match that I really want to see is Punk Okada, Yeah, you know? And I think like people are saying, there's a strong, there's a strong possibility that at double or nothing, which it seems like at double or nothing, they're going with Hangman versus Punk based on last week's interaction. Yeah. Just that, that brief moment. Yeah. yeah. You know? And of course you've had Punk sort of talking about like, I want the belt. I want the, you know, I want the, he's does the belt motion and you had the face off. So again, that's where I'm assuming they're going. Because mm-hmm. it'd be very weird for all of a sudden to be like, oh, actually, this other person, now he's up in the rankings. Yeah. Dante Martin. <laughs> yeah, Dante. Hey, he's, he's back as a singles guy, so yeah. possibly, yeah, you could have Dante Martin yeah. versus Hangman again. Yeah. Uh, but, like, people are saying, like, oh, like, Punk might win the belt, and then you could, again, have champion v. champion in Okada versus Punk, and... Because it is a working relationship, this isn't a one-time thing. Yeah, you know, this is pretty much they're in it for the long run. I could see, I could see, like champion again. You build this match as champion yeah. v champion, and both belts on the line. 
not belt, not the not why even, not, not belts on the line, but just like here we have the you know like the top New yeah. Japan guy, top fucking AEW guy, and you have Punk go over because uh, one it opens up the possibility of hey at the next Wrestle Kingdom we're gonna fucking run Punk versus Okada yeah you know and you trade wins that way because one it's like this is this is Punk's house you know it is United Center United Center is fucking yeah. his. You know, he, he sold it out on a rumor. And yeah. I definitely I definitely believe that, you know, they're gonna sell out the show. Yes. Um and to me it again it would just be it would be a weird move to have punk Okada again, hypothetically, punk Okada, um one as your representative with, you know, the IWGP champion, the other one possibly AEW champion, and have the AEW champion lose in his hometown. That just doesn't seem and again it yeah. ju- it just I, I I don't feel like you're right, but Okada is one of the few people that I think people would be okay with. Like again, yeah. Either like, way, yeah. Uh, like, there's, there's 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 I think very few people that I think Punk could lose to mm-hmm. in Chicago at the United Center, and people wouldn't riot. Of course, but I I think to me to me the better thing would be you know again Punk goes over, and he has that win over Okada, mm-hmm. and you know. Here comes Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. you know, and because they always do multiple nights, so of course you can have, True. you know, because you're gonna have the winner of the G1, mm-hmm. but you can also, you know, same gimmick you did last time. Well, Punk Okada night one, and you know the winner of the G1 gets night two. Yeah, because uh, you know that's just it's a, typically a thing that they do. But so again, so to me, you know, Kenny Kota, uh, Okada Punk Champion v Champion. Mm-hmm. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Daniel Bryan because oh because like I think I think that you can again save that Zack Saber Jr. versus uh, Brian Danielson match for Wrestle Kingdom because again the thing with wrestle the thing with one Daniel Bryan is he's talked about uh, well Brian Daniel Daniel Bryan has talked long about wanting to work with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling but yes. it is it is an impossibility because he no longer exists but Brian Danielson. <laughs> Has talked again about wanting to work Wrestle Kingdom and yeah. wanting to do that. So I think that um, I don't think that Zach necessarily is, is is a big enough is a marquee name, you know, um, that you could at least to an American audience who hasn't seen him in a while because he's yeah. primarily been a, a Japanese guy. I'm sure people would, but I think the bigger draw would be, you know, the, the ace of of New Japan Pro Wrestling in Hiroshi Tanahashi yeah. versus one of the aces here. Yeah, you know because. Uh, that is just that is a match that I'm sure has happened at some point on some you know small show. Yeah. But like these men are at their fucking at the prime of their careers. Yeah. This is as best as they're gonna fucking be. And I I I've, you know again yeah. I think that'd be like a fun undercard match. The only thing for that is I it looks like Tanahashi is being built to fight Moxley. They're doing that. I, be- I thought they were doing in DC, but people are talking like, no, that's not going to be in DC. Oh shit! Then oh, so yeah. okay, so this so was, I don't know. So okay, so it Tanahashi versus either Mox or, or Brian then, because yeah. I was in the impression like like yeah, you know, like I, you said I thought that, so too. But then some people were talking like that hasn't been confirmed yet. But I mean, Moxley called him out at the end of the the Windy City Riot show. So I don't know. This is a little we know. <laughs> yeah okay well so if you if you do tana versus mox at one of the win one of the the new japan strong shows yeah. 
then fuck it, Ryan Bryan versus Tanahashi. Yeah. But if not, then yeah, Mox versus Tanahashi. Again, that is that is as big of a match as you yes. can get with two fucking legends. Um, and then just based on where they're going on TV, I think I think they might be going with Adam Cole versus Jay White. Yeah, which which I would not be upset with. Uh, no, again, and so uh, that that is also another thing too, yeah. because Adam Adam Cole is someone who he's he will be AEW champion. I have yes. no doubt in my mind. You know, he will be one of one of the men to hold that title. Um, but with that said, he is in a position where he doesn't necessarily need the title or a title program now. Like I think what he did was awesome with Hangman. You know, it was yeah. fun. They they wrapped it up perfectly with their you know with the death match and the beautiful iconography to <laughs> to Jesus on fucking Easter. Yeah. Um, I think him versus Jay White, even or even if you do some sort of six man, you know, yes. uh, you know Cole and fucking uh, Red Dragon, mm-hmm. maybe even with like the Bucks and Jay White, like I don't, I don't yeah. think they'd do that because, like I don't, I don't know if they would bring in the Good Brothers for that. I don't. Know. I think the Good Brothers, because of their impact relationship, are out out of AEW for right well, now. Well, their their contracts were supposedly coming up, so I I guess that is a strong. Yeah. But again, to me, on paper, the the better match is um, Bucks and Jay White versus yeah. you know uh, Adam Cole and uh, Undisputed Era. Yeah. <laughs> You know, whatever they're called now, undisputed era versus Jay White and, and yeah. the Bucks. Like to me, I, I feel those four matches would be really fucking solid, and again, just gives you a little bit of everything. Because of course, you have other. Like I think, I mean, really, you can go anywhere. You can have. I think a, a really fun one would also be like uh, Naito versus uh, Darby. You know, yes. they're both two dudes who, yeah, for better or worse, just sort of say, ah, eh, how much do I really need this neck of mine? <laughs> that's, that's very true. You know, and of course, there's always there's also Naito versus Andrade. Naito versus Andrade, yeah. The battle for Los Ingobernab in in you can edit this in Gobernables, whatever one I said. Gobernables, whichever one I said correctly. Make sure that's the only <laughs> one that goes into the show. Because uh, another person too that like I think deserves a good match based on like the fucking just garbage he's had to eat in, um, is uh, Shingo. Yeah. So let's say let's say in this scenario they go with Mox versus Tana. Yeah. Definitely, definitely Shingo versus Brian, the American Dragon versus fucking uh, the other dragon. Oh. You know, I I like it. I don't like it as much as Zack Sabre Jr. No, or you, I I'm in love with the match of Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Then you what? Then fuck. Okay, let's say let's say this. So we. But have, I'm not I'm not booking. Tony hasn't showed up yet. Yeah, so t- Tony hasn't shown up yet. Uh, so let okay. So l- let's say the card again. I'm I. Mm-hmm. You have Kenny Coda, Mox Tana, uh, Zach versus Brian. Yep. You have Punk Okada. Yep. You have. Uh, Jay White and the Bucks versus Undisputed Era. Yeah. Um, you have Naito versus Andrade. Okay. Uh, and then what? Fuck! I just I just come up with it in my head. Um, oh fuck! I mean, uh, a Shingo versus Hangman. I can do that. Yeah, Shingo, versus, Shingo Hangman. versus Hangman. Shingo versus Shingo versus Samojo. Both, I think, are are good matches. Okay. I just I feel like you got to stick Hangman. You got Yeah, you're right. You so I think Hangman, Hangman versus Shingo. Or even Hangman versus like Will Ospreay. Oh, that'd be good too. You could do Joe, yeah. You could do Joe versus Shingo, and then you can do uh, Osprey versus Hangman. Yeah. 
And there you go. That is the card. And when it comes out, you guys are going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. we this exact wait, card. Wait, yeah, with our luck. Like, yeah, our luck. Fucking AW Legal is just like, you, no, you can't. Yeah. Don't talk about this. Talk well, talk, that, talk some that, more about the leftovers. And huh? then, of course, it's going to be um, Grey Muda versus Sting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have Sting and Darby Allen versus fucking. Grey Muda and. Uh, oh, you know what? You, you could even fucking do. You could do Lij, so you can have fucking what? Uh, uh, Sonata, Hiromu, um, Shingo, and uh, fucking Naito. Naito versus uh, Sting, Darby, and the Hardys. You could do that. That how crazy is that match? Yeah, that again, another fun, and then, uh, and that is what I mean, and and this is part of the fun yeah. of. Um, talking about just like the endless possibilities you could also do kenta versus cm punk yeah you know if, if, if let's See, say i almost that's like to me that's a wrestle kingdom match I, I, and to me that is the fun thing of you yeah. can you can run these at you know wrestle kingdom and yeah. you can run them back and again with, with aew that is the good part with them is that they're very much open to like yeah you yes. can take our guys because of course you have you know your tournaments the best of the super junior the g1 and you can bring guys like I know some people are like fully booking like oh, do all AEW all and like I very much think it'd be better suited for them at least where it's like you know for like like for a, a battle of the super uh, juniors or mm-hmm. whatever I think it's better the way they used to go about it where it's like hey we're gonna get these two or three Ring of Honor guys these two or three Impact guys yeah. these two or three uh, AAA or CMML guys and now these few AEW guys we mix it up because yeah. the one complaint with New Japan for the longest was it's stale mm-hmm. you know they they got stuck with they weren't able to rely on the vast amount of foreign talent that they would use um and so it was stale it's been stale for a while but i definitely feel like this is sort of little you know rejuvenation yes you know like they're they're very much in a position where now being able to open up the country to to people you could see again so many possibilities in the g1 because they have a relationship with impact they have a relationship with aew ring of honor by proxy um Listen, if you saw fucking Matt Cardona show up in the G1. <laughs> that would be insane. Now that's all I want. See, this is, wrestling is great. Anyone who's complaining about wrestling, you're an idiot. No offense. But like, if you don't like something, there's something that you do like in wrestling. And if you don't like anything in wrestling, you just don't like wrestling. And that's okay too. <laughs> no, de- definitely. Because, again, and I'm, I'm, some, I'm no stranger to fucking coming on here and complaining. You know, but again, it's just, it's, I, I just, I wind up watching what I want to watch. Yeah. Like hell dude, this, this fucking Wednesday, like last few Wednesdays, I've, I've, I tried my best to watch it. It's hard because I don't have regular terrestrial television mm-hmm. and I can't get dynamite on my PS5. Um, so like I'll be typically just pull up my phone. I need to get an iPad. That's what I need to do. Get an iPad and watch it on there. Or I, I guess I could be using my laptop. I'm coming up with all these solutions <laughs> now that I'm just like, well, I have nothing to do. I have very various solutions. Um, but they're doing fucking Cash Wheeler versus Dax yes. Harwood with CM Punk on commentary. Yes. All the Bret Hart boys just fucking. All the Bret Hart boys. And it's just oh. like awesome. Fucking yeah. awesome. Like, hell yeah. Like, again, just how amazing is that? Yeah. Like, and, and how great would it be if, like, all these rumors about how Bret signed this, like, lucrative 
WWE contract were like released by AEW just so that when he shows up on Wednesday, it's a surprise. How yeah. great would that be? I mean, I, like he might have that deal and he might be able to show up again. It's like everyone has different yeah. deals and like. I don't know when they had him sign it. If he signed it, it yeah. that might not have been included in there. And yeah. so, yeah, the possibility of him just showing up and fucking CM Punk, you're the best. Dax Harwood, you're the best. Cash Wheeler, you're the best. Bill Goldberg, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I should be getting that Saudi blood money, not you. You know, I told Stone Cold on a podcast he was the worst wrestler ever. He hurt everybody. You might as well have been wrestling a gorilla. Um, did and really now I will manage. Yeah, he said that. No. <laughs> yeah, he he actually said that. Wait, about Goldberg, not yeah. about not about Stone Cold. No, no, he was oh. on Stone Cold's podcast okay, gotcha. talking okay. about that. I thought you yeah. talking about Stone Cold. I was like, really? No, I love Stone Cold. My favorite match ever is me versus Stone Cold at WrestleMania 13 because uh, he said, "You want to know what I think of the hit of the Hitman? Put an S in front of that H, and that's what I think of him." <laughs> and for the time, that was very controversial. He was not making fun of my relationship, alleged relationship, with uh, one Sonny, you know, like Shawn Michaels did that piece of shit in his Sunny Days promo. I was not very happy with that. I said, Vince, Bruce, you guys got to do something about this or I'm going to beat the shit out of that guy. And uh, then Montreal happened. So fuck Shawn Michaels and uh, fuck Bill Goldberg. When do we get Brett the Him and Hart on this podcast? I fuck, dude. I've desperately tried. So like... I remember Stank and I like reached out to him and then just like never heard back. Oh. Like it was one of those things where I was like, if we could get Bret Hart on here. Yeah. Because I remember, do you remember the last WrestleCon in like in New York? Yes. You were, you were in line. Yeah. To meet Bret Hart. My friend Jake. Yeah. And Jake, the biggest Bret Hart fan in the world. Uh, I don't think he's met Cash Wheeler or Dax Harwood. Uh, yeah, they're they're probably equal. Well, or Bret Hart's wife. Bret Hart's wife is probably the current, biggest. Yeah, current wife, not his ex-wife, Julie. Uh, Julie is not much. <laughs> she she is uh, probably not the biggest Bret no. Hart fan. No, um, but I remember Bret Hart again. He is someone who I I like. I love, and I remember um reading his book and that thing that thing is that is as thick as they come it 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 was like it was like two of those game of thrones books just smashed together was so big but i loved it and i read it and here's something that i've wanted to meet forever um you and i were at that uh sports memorabilia convention and they had all like the cool wrestling autographs that were like um what is it called not mounted they were uh oh they're matted yeah really nice and there was a really nice bret hart one Mm my only thing is with with wrestlers and their autographs um like with certain wrestlers i like there's some wrestlers where you're like hey do you want to do you want this autograph i'll be like yeah sure i'll fucking take it you know but there's other wrestlers where i'm just like i would rather meet them yes i would rather meet them you know whatever say hello do all that and get their autograph that way yeah generally Uh, i don't buy any wrestler autograph that is not dead because there's still the opportunity for me to meet them. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like I, um, I had the opportunity to meet John Cena, and I had this. Uh, you can tell up there is this CM Punk John Cena um, signature is not that good. <laughs> Just, oh, yeah. 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 Punk's fucking Punk signature smeared, and Cena had the worst uh, silver marker in existence to the point yeah. where I think I'm just gonna go over it because honestly. I, I, mean, I know nobody it, goes over Cena. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, no, the, the market just looks pretty bad. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, I regret not meeting Brett that day. I remember yeah. you you were in line and you were like, "Yeah, do you want to?" But I I did get to meet Arn Anderson because I was getting autographs yeah. for Ryan and I had to I had to wait in line for uh, who's the redheaded chick who's in WWE? Lita? No, uh, Eva Marie. Oh, really? She, she was on Ryan's list, and he, so I had to she like probably went that doesn't have a store with us and <sighs> no. <laughs> Just uh, he's like, I'm never gonna meet this person other than this WrestleCon. Yeah, so I wound up. I think I waited in line for her and for Arn Anderson. Yeah, um, but didn't Arn Anderson give you a hug that day? I did get a hug from Arn Anderson so that day. That's not a bad day. Not listen. If you get a hug from old Glock, Glock Anderson, <laughs> that is a fucking day. Uh, but and again, I you know like I'm jealous that you know like uh, when I see people post pictures of them. But there's still time. Hopefully, yeah. knock on wood. And I'll get to meet them. Again, you know, we're, we are going to Vegas for Double or Nothing. <sighs> they typically run their conventions or, or some sort of conventions yeah. or running. Um, if he's there, I'm going to go meet him. Yeah. I'm going to meet him and get a picture with him. Yeah. You know? Um, Kurt Angle is why. I need to get a picture with him. And I've met Kurt Angle, but again, yeah. it was I was there for Ryan. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite matches is Sean versus Kurt mm-hmm. at WrestleMania 21. It's my opinion. Best WrestleMania match ever. Um, so I want to get their both autographs because again I've met Sean. Yes, have a picture with him. Autograph wasn't for me; it was for Ryan. Yeah. Um. So hopefully I get to meet both those guys because, yeah. um, uh, I don't know, <laughs> just be cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it, I, the big thing with me and you you know about this is when I was in middle school I got this magazine, the year in preview twenty or. Or 2003. I forgot how to say those years back then. You don't say 28. You say 2003. 20 and 3. Yeah, 20 and 3. Um, that I've been getting people to sign. And like I now have like an insane amount of signatures that I've spent thousands of dollars on. Because <laughs> before when I did it, I'd just go to these free autograph signings and something for them to sign. But now I have to actually invest money. But like now it's my mission to fill it up with everyone that I, I can. That you physically can, yeah. Yeah. Vince McMahon's going to be hard, but he's not dead yet, so <laughs> I have a chance. Um, but that's what, like, that's probably my favorite thing to go to these conventions. Like, And, and really, that magazine, one, it was something that, like, my dad would take me to these shows, so it's something that I still have with my dad who's passed away. But then also, like, 2003 is kind of like the height of my fandom, um, cause I was still a kid. I was in middle school, but I was like way more into it. I understood a lot more of it. Like I was like full on. I, I was no longer, it was out of the attitude era. So it wasn't like the cool thing to be into it. Like it was when I established myself as like, I am a wrestling fan. Um, so that's one thing I love about going to these meet and greets. And again, I think in Vegas, if, if there are, there's a few people I need to be William Regal. This one for sure, hopefully. War games. Yeah, hopefully. And then Big Show. I've never met Big Show. Paul White. I've never formally met him, but I was backstage at Revolution, and he just towered over everyone. Like, at one point, he walked by, like, Will Hobbs and Brian Cage and Wardlow, and it was like when, like, someone walks by their ki- like yeah. their kids. Oh, so when we're in Vegas, can I get on your shoulders when we meet him so I can look at him eye to eye? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, or should... You get on Frank's shoulders and then I get on your shoulders. Is that probably more accurate? Yeah, we'll just, we'll discuss this. <laughs> we'll discuss this. Um, but no, so again, it's funny. So uh, again, you know, uh, by the title of this, the Forbidden Door, yeah. um, 
one of the things that uh like that i saw i i that i just kept thinking about like when everyone mentions forbidden door because even in the graphic for like the forbidden door you know mm-hmm. it's a door with a with a fun doctor strange thing going on like you can see behind me i have my my brand new defender strange that came with that cool fucking portal oh, coming yeah. through um very very cool toy um but i i i just kept thinking where i was like I'm someone, I grew up on a lot of black and white television. Like I had, like if you lived in Chicago, they had MeTV, which showed, you know, all the old, tele- you know, your, your MASH, your uh, Anne of Green Gables, like uh, Gilligan's Island, all those shows. Like I would, and I, there was a few shows that I watched religiously with, that was um, what's happening, you know, with fucking, because it was also yeah. set in Chicago, uh, 227. Oh, wow. Uh, different Strokes. Uh-huh. Um, Laverne and Shirley, um, the monkeys, nice, uh, the monsters, very good, the Adams family, and the Twilight Zone. Wow. Um, a lot of people nowadays enjoy the concept of anthologies, mm-hmm. and I know that I don't believe the Twilight Zone was the first of its kind. Um, but it was one of my favorites because it was like an anthology. And for those of you guys unaware. Um, think Black Mirror. Think you know yeah. it's every episode is a different. It's a different episode. It's mm-hmm. a different thing. And what's his name? Ray. Uh, fuck. What the fuck was the writer of the show? Well, the. Yeah. Hold on. I'm, 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 the name is probably is Ray Bradbury, but he's an author. It might have been. No, it's it's not Ray Bradbury. <laughs> oh God. Um, it was Rod Sterling. Rod Sterling. So Rod know. Sterling wrote most of the episodes Mm -hmm. like and i know some people oh well there's some episodes that were based on this it was kind of derivative yes i believe you yeah you know that there's a lot of that that happens in media like uh inception is a film that i really love uh some people all the time claim it's it's derivative of uh paprika an animated film in which a lot of the same things happen I'm positive Christopher Nolan at some point saw that and borrowed some elements. That is how movies work. Yeah. That is how most art works. Um, but the Twilight Zone was also always so fucking like fun and creepy, especially, you know, like the, the one that always sticks out to me, of course, one of the most famous ones with uh, a young Will Shatner. It's uh, the demon on the airplane. Oh, yes. You know, the, the concept of, of course, you know, he, he's on the plane and he looks out the window mm-hmm. and, and he sees a, a demon on the wing and, you know, he keeps, he's essentially the boy that cries wolf. Yeah. And, you know, uh, without spoiling, without, I mean, it's fucking, it's an old cartoon. Yeah. You know, it, t- it turns out, you know, there was something there yeah. fucking with the engine. Um, the Simpsons famously parodied yes. it with Bart. That's where I first saw it. Yeah. yeah, you know they they where the you know there's a demon fucking with the the yeah. side of the bus and of course it's Bart Simpson so he's just the boy that cried wolf, um, but yeah no again it's just, it's funny because everyone was like the Forbidden Door Forbidden Door and I'm like y'all motherfuckers talking about Twilight <laughs> or, or the Twilight Zone <laughs> it's funny with Twilight um with, with the Twilight Zone Jordan and I I feel bad because I think I might have just not given it a chance but I know a few years back yeah. Jordan Peele rebooted the Twilight Zone. Did you ever, did you watch Plus. any of that? I watched a couple of them. They were all good. There was one where someone was listening to a podcast. Oh. About uh, spoilers. I don't know. I don't know how I can say this without spoiling nothing. But he's listening to a podcast about a plane crash. 
and it's the plane that he is currently on. So he's hearing like a step by step, like talking through the plane, like the plane crash, mm-hmm. and like things are happening. It's almost a little like Final Destination, kind of, but like, yeah, like you're listening to something from the future. Final Destination. If Devin Sawa was listening to yes. a podcast, exactly. Uh, oh, no, see that's in, that, and that's fun, you know. And yeah. again, with just the concept of like anthologies, like again, I've always like I've I've just I've loved that. Like, um, and they've done shows that are in that same vein, like like American Horror Story, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all set within the same universe, and it is an anthology yeah. series, um, but it's sort of it's it's its own thing for the most yeah. part each season like i um this last 2 weeks um rewatched uh, seasons 1 and 2 of fargo did you have, did you watch fargo at all i still have to watch it it's on my list of of prestige television that i've not gotten to but yeah i definitely need to cuz I, I from what everyone says it'd be something i really enjoy oh, 100% you you would enjoy it um, but, and that series itself is, is an anthology, you know, it's set within, if any of you guys saw the movie, the movie Fargo, and if not, you yes. can go back and listen to the review that we did, uh, <laughs> many a time ago with Eric Zisselman. Um, but it, it takes place within that same year this specific one is like the season one is like 2006, you know, so 15 years after the, the events of the movie. And while it's its own thing, they're very very much several references to to not only Coen Brothers films but just that specific universe you know to the point where I'm like fucking old Margie is showing up isn't she I know she's gonna fucking show up you know like there's there's certain people that I'm like they're for sure showing up like yeah. maybe Peter uh, Stowe Mayer's character you know but like and, and it doesn't and then season two is it takes place in 79 so you know several years before that you know, and then they bounce back to season three. Again, it's like two, maybe two, three years after season one. And then they're like, we're going back even fucking further. At season four, it takes place like, you know, 30 years before. It takes place in like the 30s or some shit like that. And and, and I enjoy that because, again, it is all its own story. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's there's nothing really like... You know, where I'm just like, oh, well, it was too much of this, so I couldn't enjoy it. Like, no, like, it's it's all its own thing. And, again, I, I enjoy that as a, as a tool for storytelling because even so, like, you think back to, like, when you were a kid and they had a lot of, like, you know, scary stories to tell in the dark, goosebumps, like, just things of that nature. And, yeah, like, again, it's just what everyone's saying. And, and, uh, I guess the long run, run, the long runabout is – you know, people talk about the Forbidden Door, and I was like, "Oh, the Twilight Zone is pretty fun." And I don't have Paramount Plus, and I don't know where you can find the old episodes of the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, so instead, I just started watching Fargo seasons <laughs> one and two. Um, but uh, another fun thing though that I watched, and I, I made you watch uh, yes. also, was the uh, trailer for Thor: Love and Thunder. Of course, the the newest uh, Thor movie, the sequel to. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, it's not. There's not much that goes on, really. It's only about like a minute and a half, I, I think. 
you know, the, the only pretty big reveals it comes at the ending, um, you know, where you see Jane Foster, you know, fully dressed up as, you know, the mighty Thor. Um, and, you know, I, they're not giving away too much. And I think part of that is just because Doctor Strange hasn't come out. Yeah. Um, but what did you think about the trailer? I thought it was really good. It's really fun. I think so. I, 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 I don't think I've watched the first two Thor movies. I don't think I watched all the way through. They weren't like my style of movie, but Thor Ragnarok was like, oh yeah, this is it. This is the Thor I want to see. I actually just purchased a, uh, a signed by Taika Waititi Thor Ragnarok movie poster. Oh, nice. Yeah. But so, and I think feel like this is very much in that vein. A uh, little bit. I mean, obviously the. Um, oh man, my 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 brain just went blank. The uh, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh-huh. I kept thinking Galaxy Quest. I was like, no, that's not. That's Wrong. not it. That's not <laughs> it. Tim Allen is not in this. But one. it just kept popping <laughs> in my head. I was like, oh no, no, that's not it. So the Guardians are in it. Um, which I think brings some levity too, but there's like, uh, the whole idea, I guess, is Thor figuring out who he is now. Like mm-hmm. he, he, he doesn't have this like battle of killing. No, he, uh, of course, he's, he's, you know, he's made, uh, uh, you know, uh, Valkyrie king of, king of Asgard, you know, at new Asgard is, it, it's somewhat of a, like a tourist attraction. You know, there's a lot of yep. things where you see that. Um, and yeah, he he's not a warrior. It's yeah. peacetime. You know, yeah. Tony's gone, Cap is gone, uh, Hulk, somewhere. Yeah, you know. But like, yeah, the, those main core. You know, uh, Hawkeye is training his replacement, and uh, Black Widow's dead. So he doesn't really know his place anymore because you know he mentions like he doesn't he doesn't want to fight. He is thousands yeah. of years old. Yeah, and fighting is sort of not really his cup of tea anymore. Um, I, again, and I love Taika Waititi's brand of, of movies um, yes. because he knows how to mix perfectly, you know, very heavy, very emotional things with a fun sense of humor, you know, that just mesh very well. You know, like uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, What We Do in the Shadows, you know, there there's a lot of you know, ha-ha, making fun of vampire tropes is, you know, fun things of that nature. But at the same time, you know, like, there's a there's a very heartfelt scene where, where you know, one of the newly turned vampires loses one of their friends and he's just fucking wrecked from it. And, you know, Deacon, one of the vampires, is just like, again, and a totally just out of left field sort of scene, again, based on what we've been seeing for the most part gives him like a really nice heartfelt speech about like yeah that is one of the downfalls of, of being like this is you get to watch all your loved ones die you know and yeah again there's there's some of that in, in thor ragnarok where again one of my favorite parts was the the strained relationship between thor and loki and the the realization from the both from from thor at least that was like <sighs> it doesn't matter what what we go through what we put each other through like it's just very much this is what we are destined to do forever Mm -hmm. and you know by the end of that movie 
that that's not the case. You know, Loki is a changed man, and you know they're finally building on on getting this relationship to work. And then Thanos shows up. Yeah. And again, it's funny. Okay, the, one of the most heart wrenching fucking openings to a movie because yeah. you get to Infinity War. You know, <laughs> Thor, who's like, no, Loki wouldn't do this. Loki has the fucking. He's like, well, actually, I do have the Infinity Stone. I didn't leave it behind to get fucking blown up. You know, he's like, I have it. And again, one of the things, the last thing that Thor ever says to his brother is, uh, like, you are the worst, like, you're the worst brother or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, and again, the ship's blowing up. The only thing Thor can do is run over to his brother and hold him. You know, again, like, yeah. it, it's heartbreaking. So, and of course, with all that said, you know, the, the Loki TV show for, for those of you guys who watched it, you know, obviously there, there is, there is a new Loki you know, again, floating around who, you know, he's the Loki that we see at the end of uh, Avengers Endgame. And he is a changed man. He's seen all this happen. I know he's currently busy with Kang and the multiverse, but, like, those two have to cross paths oh, yeah. at some point, right? Yeah. And and the, that's the fun thing about the, the Marvel Extended Universe is, like, it could be five years before that happens. But like they've already laid the groundwork for it to happen, like, and that and that's like, when you can tell a good long term story, like it doesn't need to happen right away. Like all it takes is a a brief flashback in a movie, and you're you're, you're going to be caught up. You're like, oh, this, I remember that. Yes, this is this makes so much sense. Yeah, no, it's you know, and again, they they have the benefit of all that time told, all all, all you know the the goodwill that they've built up because um, of course, Dr. Strange comes out at, at this point, two weeks from now. Yeah. And um, like, I honestly, like I'm at the point now where I'm like, stop showing me trailers. I don't care. Yeah. Like, unless you're going to, unless you're going to show me the real good shit, <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't care because it's, it, you know, it, it, it's always fun to theorize and it's always fun to think like I, I follow I follow plenty of movie dirt sheets, mm. as, as I like to refer to them. You know, yes. <laughs> the old dirt sheets. Um, and there's so there's some stuff that like like I know everyone everyone's like fucking has a hard on with like no fucking Iron Man is showing up in the form of fucking uh, who's the who's the the gay Scientologist the little guy the 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 closeted um, oh Tom Cruise Tom Cruise yeah 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 oh. I haven't heard of that rumor. Yeah, everyone, it's it's a big thing where they're like he's very much a a, a closet. Which hey, whenever he's comfortable, he will come. No, out no, no, the no I'm not. I'm not I, I talk about him being in the. I knew that rumor. The him being in the the movie. Yeah. So <laughs> there is a superior Iron Man or something like that. Oh, there, there's okay. a, yeah, there's like a version and people. So people have been theorizing like, oh, he's gonna show up because of course before going with Robert Downey Jr. Um, it was supposed to have been, uh, Tom Cruise, you know, but John Favreau, of course, was like, no, that like, that's not my, that's not my Iron Man. That's not my Tony Stark. Like, you know, let's go with that. So people have been theorizing like oh, as, a, as a fun homage to, you know, what, who was originally supposed to be Iron Man, that it would be Tom Cruise as a variant. Um, Maybe it happens again. It, I think that what people saw in the trailer and everyone assumed was that I think is it's a version of a Captain Marvel. Like most people have been like, that's okay. it's probably 
Well, you were saying it's probably Monica Rambeau's mother who is playing a version of, but again, Hey, I might be wrong. You guys might be listening to this three weeks from now and going, remember, (laughs) remember this fucking idiot said Tom Cruise was going to be in it. Like what a loser. Um, yeah, no, like I'm excited for that, and yeah. I know, and I know you haven't been caught up with it. Um, but Moon Knight, how how much of it have you seen? I saw the first two episodes, I believe, and it, it's great. I just got to the point where I was like, I'd watch an episode, and I'm like, oh, I just kind of want to binge this. And I'm lucky in that within my circle, there's not a ton of people talking about it all the time, so I have the luxury of like I'll save them up and then binge them. Um, but everything I've seen so far has been great. Like I knew nothing about Moon Knight the character until the show. Mm-hmm. And so like and Oscar Isaac is doing a great job as far as I can tell. Uh, people that like maybe know Moon Knight really well, they might not have uh, the same opinion, but I I think it's great. No, I'm yeah, but I mean by all accounts, but like the the Moon Knight diehards are like, "No, th- this is this is legit. This is awesome." And um yeah, no, again, Oscar Isaac, like you mentioned, just book him in everything. Like yeah. he's just he's just like an awesome. I really love um, his portrayal of uh, Stephen Grant and Mark Spector. Yes. Uh, yeah, and it's there's only two episodes left, and it's just one of those things where I'm just like, ah, no, because I allegedly he is only contracted for for this one show, and that's that. Mm. Again, another long-standing rumor because. This is all about introducing like the the spooky side, the the more monster side. Like there is not it's not a spoiler, but you see I and because they haven't confirmed it, I'm pretty sure we saw a mummy in one of these upcoming episodes and it looked horrifying. Like it wasn't fucking it wasn't, you know, it wasn't your mom yeah. and dad's uh, you know, mummy. No, this looked terrifying like you know, something that would rival like something from the uh, 1999 cinematic masterpiece, The Mummy, <laughs> starring Brendan Fraser. Um, but like, it looked fucking awesome. And yeah. It was one of those like, these motherfuckers just introduce a mummy. And of course, people are like, uh, like Ethan Hawke has said whether he was just being facetious or not. He's like, yeah, I'm playing Dracula in this. You know, and there's rumors that you go a werewolf is going to show up. So they are full on like we are going to the fucking supernatural side with it. Uh-huh. And there is a team within that universe called uh, the Midnight Suns. Roster changes, but for the most part, you have uh, Blade, uh, Moon Knight, Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, and Punisher. Like it's sort oh. of one of those. And people are saying, well, we've already been introduced to blade yeah who is in london uh meeting up with the black knight who who's who soared the ebony maw very much within that supernatural world yeah uh and who else is located in london but again stephen grant mark specter so you could hypothetically have those guys show up dr strange a little busy right now yeah but again he's always someone and there there's always you know, rumors of, yeah, they're going to bring back Punisher. They're going to introduce a new Ghost Rider. Hell, even bring back Nicolas Cage. I don't yeah. give a fuck. But, the, the, you know, <laughs> they're they they're going to that more cosmic side, the more, again, the more spooky side. And I'm just like, yeah, like, let's fucking do it. Like, yeah. because it, it is different. So I don't, I can't imagine, based on how well the show has been received, that Oscar Isaac is going to go, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe he does. Yeah. Maybe he does. And, 
you know, we replace him with Pedro Pascal. Uh, <laughs> I don't fucking know, but um, it is pretty fun to like theorize yeah. about what rosters because again this is the same company who's like yeah y'all heard of the midnight suns hold on we're setting this up while we're also setting up the young avengers the thunderbolts uh the west coast avengers we're fucking doing it all oh and don't worry about it x-men are coming too like they are just fucking kevin feige's like yeah (sighs) let me fucking let me show you guys what i was working on during quarantine yeah um, <laughs> it's true. That was his. Had, that was his quarantine a lot of time. project. He had a lot of time to himself. Uh, yeah, and then again, very quickly, um, they dropped a, a Stranger Things season four trailer. I know you said you haven't watched it yet. I don't know how caught up you had been with Stranger I Things. I think I've seen. I never finished season three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I I don't know what happened. So like I definitely haven't seen the season four trailer definitely finish season three before you watch season yeah, four yeah, then yeah, yeah. but no i got I, like i felt i i think season one masterpiece was yeah. was really good uh season two was all right yeah like that that is the one season i haven't gone back to rewatch. um but i, I think i might just to i don't know just to yeah. give it a shot um and then season three was really good season three they sort of went right back on track and again based on the trailer for season four which again they're they're splitting up into into two separate parts um, I it very I very much think that they're 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 going the right way. Um, but this of course comes at a time where Netflix is fucking they are losing billions yeah. of dollars. Like, um, you know they they lost they announced that for the first time ever they lost something like what like two hundred thousand subscribers. Yeah, I think everyone's canceling after the pandemic. They're actually going outside <laughs> for once. Well, like, is there anything on Netflix that like you still avidly watch? Um, that's a good question. Everyone's probably throwing a, a documentary. Um, I may or may not pay for my own Netflix, so um, I will not confirm or deny that on the on the, the public record. But so, like, I'm I'm not I'm not actively in a position to want to cancel it. So it's just kind of always there. Um, but I'm trying to think the last like thing I was really excited for on Netflix. And I can't think of it. The only yeah. thing that I like about Netflix is communities on there. Uh, sure. No, that that is that yeah. is a plus. That is a good thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm you know I'm at the point with Netflix where, like, occasionally I'll watch. I mean, again, I uh, I no longer have access to HBO Max or uh, Prime, so I'm relying some more on on Hulu and Disney Plus and, and Netflix as those are the ones that I do have access to. And um, like Netflix, I don't know. I just, I feel like they don't have the quality that they used to. And of course, by no fault of their own, because, you know, everyone now has their own streaming service. Everyone is Mm -hmm. retaining the rights, getting all the rights back to all their own stuff. And not sharing. And again, I get it. I understand, you know, like you don't want people to go to HBO Max You'd rather, or you don't want people to go to Netflix when you're going to have all your own stuff on an HBO Max or Paramount Plus. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it, I get it. It makes sense. I don't fault them. I don't blame them. Um, but, you know, part of that results in, like, do I really want to keep Netflix around? Like, what, it, you know, like, there's nothing, there's nothing on there really anymore that, like, yeah. you know, I, 
I don't know. It's just, I, it's a bummer because it's like you were, and now they're like talking about like commercials and things like that. And it's yeah. like, you were supposed to be the alternative to cable. And, you know, you, it's the old, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, but I don't view them as a villain. That's just the, the, the issue with being the first. It's like, eventually everyone catches up to you and you're no, no longer special. And like, what you're, spe- how you were special was you were first. So, I mean, it happened with like, I mean, Napster was first. First way you can download music. Now, no one cares about Napster. Everyone has their own streaming music service. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, uh, things are not, are not, things don't always turn out well for the trendsetters. Ah. But they're very important to society. Definitely, yeah. And well, listen, while while Netflix is losing a lot of their subscribers, um, thankfully, I'm in a position where uh, we are not. Uh, of course, I want to give a huge shout out to all the patrons of the show. Um, if you yourself want to become a patron, as well as uh, these aforementioned people, uh, patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Again, as low as five bucks. There's a ton of movie reviews on there, some conspiracy theory stuff, some Power Ranger retrospective, a lot of fun stuff. Um, so very quickly, I want to give a shout out to uh, Clifford Frazier, Jesse Kolenberg, Mark Villanueva, Joshua Davis, Ryan Mears, Neil Flanagan, Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, Ryan Crossley, Taffy, Vivian, Anthony Torres, My Godfather Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Uh, Brad, uh, Katie Fabe, Steve Feast, Rachel, and of course, Stupid Michael. Um, again, later on this week, we'll be dropping... Uh, two movie reviews um if hopefully get trevor for them if not uh i'll find someone but of course we'll be talking about mad max fury road and jay and silent bob strike back uh two very two very similar movies basically basically the same movie they're both uh take cars that aren't theirs it's a traveling long road trip yeah a journey yeah and then go back basically the odyssey yeah you know what they're (laughs) i'm yeah you know and uh they basically are the same, you yeah. know. If, if Furiosa and Max are essentially the Jane Silent Bob of that universe, yeah. Especially because Max doesn't really talk a lot. Yeah. Holy shit! I make uh, I someone get me a, ch- a chart. <laughs> I need to fucking I need to make a, I need a chart the similarities between these two. Uh, but thank you guys this week for for for, for thank you for being patient. Um, and uh, yeah, um, f- anything you need to plug or wanna mention um no just uh watch tv and wrestling and and do what you love yeah and hopefully we'll see you at the forbidden door yeah hopefully all right you guys uh well for the pwt cast this week i've been scrump and i'm jeremy and this is friend of the show kenny omega kenny omega here friend of the show we've run out of things to say here at the pwt cast and so i must bid you adieu goodbye and good night bang bang